Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Talking Schmodown. Uh, I am Josh the Murph Rainer, and we're on episode number 54. This is a huge week. Seven big matches. Man, crazy. At the beginning of the uh, Ultimate Schmodown Singles Tournament, and a big t- uh, tag team uh, doubleheader for the, the, the throwdown is... Man, I am so excited to, to get into this. That that main event, whoo-wee. I'm talking probably best match of the year kind of contender. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. But uh, before we get into uh, all of the crazy matches, there's some other stuff that I'd like to touch on before we do that. Um, first off, I would like to uh, give my uh, condolences, well, best well wishes to Brian Ward. He is someone who uh, does pretty much all the design work for the Schmodown. Uh, you know, the image cards and stuff like that, uh, you know, like these types of things. Th- those are those are all done by Brian Ward. He, he's an amazing artist. He's, amaz- he's an amazing guy. Uh, and his father recently passed away from COVID. And so, you know, my condolences go out to uh, Brian Ward and his family and friends. Uh, also... There was some uh, toxic asshole, apparently, uh, who some fan, who decided that uh, he was going to go after Sabrina Ramirez after her match. I, I don't, I didn't see the post, so I don't know exactly what was said, but from the sounds of it, he, you know, attacked her. You know, obviously her gameplay. He attacked her on a personal level. Uh, made com- apparently made comments about her looks and all this stuff, and I'm just like. This whole thing has to stop. It, this is this, this kind of an occurrence happens way too often in this community, and it's it, I I know that I'm fucking sick of it. it. And when I heard about this, I was so enraged about it, uh, and like I found out who the guy was, but I'm not saying his name here because I don't want him to have any sort of uh, uh, coverage of it. You know what I mean? I don't want him getting clicks for anything. Nothing. Nah, he's. This this fucking guy, he's a piece of shit, plain and simple. And uh, anybody who attacks anyone, I don't, I don't care if you're a man or a woman. You don't deserve to be treated that way. And if you're somebody who's out there doing that, then fuck you. Simple as that. Fuck you. Sabrina's fantastic. You know, yeah, maybe she didn't have the greatest debut match. Shit happens. I've seen legends have shitty matches. It happens. But that doesn't give anybody the right to do that kind of shit. No, not at all. She's an amazing person, flat out. And if you if you're gonna sit there and try and try to attack her, fuck you. Nah, this whole community shunned this fucking guy, and I'm so proud of the rest of this community. I really am. And uh, speaking of this community, uh, I recently put out a pretty long tweet thread. Um, uh, kind of addressing essentially my feelings about my place in the community. Um, the, it's, I've, it's something I've had been thinking about for quite a while and it's something I wanted to address here as well. Um, there, there have been plenty of times and this has nothing to do with anybody in particular. It's just. Uh, it probably has more to do with me, to be honest with you. But 
there have been lots of times where I haven't felt the most accepted in the community. Um, now, like I said, there's nobody really specific that this is aimed toward. It's just, you know, I, I maybe I'm not the best at putting myself out there. Uh, it took a lot to start doing these these live streams, to be totally honest with you. And after my father passed away in February, I kind of fell off, you know, of the grid. And, you know, when it comes to this stuff, I stopped doing talking showdown for several months. You know, um, I just couldn't bring myself to to keep going. I didn't even know if I would come back. You know, that was and. There, there were certain people, and I talk. You know, I mentioned uh, a lot of them in in the uh, the tweet thread. There, there were a lot of people that kind of reached out and 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 kind of showed me that there are people that care. Um, th- there's lots of times where I feel invisible in this community, but again, you know, it that's just something that I I, I have to deal with. Uh, on, on my own terms, um, I, you know, I, I, I'm trying to put something out that people like, I really am. Um, and I'm, I know that my voice isn't, isn't for everyone. I get that, but you know, I, I hope that there are people out there that enjoy what I do here. Um, I don't get a whole lot of feedback, but that's okay. I know there's at least a few people that, that watch the show regularly, and I'm very, very thankful for that. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, it just it's something that it was kind of brewing around for a while, and I felt the need to to get out and and, and just kind of get it out of me. And so that's that's where that was, and that that's kind of where my mindset was during uh, all of that. So, uh, and again, thank you to all of the people who have reached out to me in in in, in the past, especially after my my father died. Um, Kevin Smith was a big one. Paul Preston. I mentioned both of them, and and there's my whole crew here at Merkley Movie Blog has been just a huge, huge thing for me because I don't have where I live. I just don't have a lot of people that, I can, especially I don't have any friends, like in person friends that are into the showdown at all. I just don't. Uh, it is you know, it's just kind of the way it is, unfortunately. Uh, but I have found a lot of a lot of good people here, and uh, I hope that that continues. So. Uh, so something that I was, uh, something else that I posted recently that I was working on, I've been, I had been working on this, not necessarily this specific image, but something that I had been tinkering around in my brain for a while that I wanted to do. And, you know, it, I, I'm no Brian Ward. I'll tell you that, <laughs> uh, my, uh, my skills, uh, on Photoshop are limited, but, uh, I took the, uh, the Jay White switchblade, uh, logo. He, he's a wrestler. And turned it into the Rachel Silvestrini logo. I love it. Uh, let me know what you guys think. I thought it was real fun to do. Um, it took me a while to figure out how to do this hair. But uh, I, I figured it out finally. And and so, hey, there it is. The Switchblade, Rachel Silvestrini. I don't know why. It was just like I saw the, the, the logo. And I was like, I really want to do that. I really want to turn it into a Rachel Silvestrini uh, thing. Uh, and I was like, I'm not going to give up on it. I'll figure out a way to do it. And I did it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and then the last thing, I finally got myself a Schmodown shirt. Uh, it's not this here. I just ordered it, uh, I think yesterday, but I got the, uh, 
this new corruption shirt from Attack Peter. Uh, it is fantastic. I love this design. It looks super, super cool. Uh, I just, I, I couldn't pass it up. It looks great, and I am excited to get it. Be honest, though, part of me wishes that it was available in black, like the t-shirt was available in black, but, you know, that that's okay. You know, it, it is what it is uh, when it comes to that. All right, so now that we got that stuff all wrapped up, we're going to get into the matches. And like I said, we've got a lot of them. Uh, so first off, we are going to, uh, I'm going to talk about the last play-in match. Now, this match didn't happen until Wednesday. And that's because they needed to wait until the Dan Merle-Ethan Irwin match to know who was going to be in it. So then, after that, they filmed it on Monday, and then it took uh, Nerd Chronic a couple of days. He apparently, he, he cranked this one out pretty quick. Uh, he had to edit this thing. He had a couple of days to do it. Normally, they got longer. He's got a longer time frame to get to get this stuff done. But uh, he cranked this one out, and they had it out by Wednesday. So that is Spicy Sabrina Ramirez versus Vinny the Ice Pick Man Cuso. Finstock Exchange versus The Dungeon in this final play-in match. Here we go. Uh, Vinny, I got to say, uh, I thought he was an interesting guy. I know, you know, I've, we've seen him before. He's one half of the Butcher Boys with Owen Mugen. Um, I think the last time we saw them was back in March when they lost against the Pride. Uh, so it was interesting to see. He's got an interesting character. Uh, Kaiser couldn't be there, so Adam Witt put on a bandana and some shades and called himself Adam Kaiser. He was the cousin of John Kaiser from Syracuse, which I, I loved that, uh, mainly because I live a half an hour from Syracuse, you know, because so like Paul Preston, I, I, I honestly, I'm not sure where Adam Witt is from, is from uh, Paul Preston went to the same college as, as I did uh, in Fredonia, SUNY Fredonia, and I know Kaiser is from Rochester. And so, like, I'm from that area. I'm from uh, Western New York originally. So I'm from Fredonia-Dunkirk area. And then, so, which is, like, two hours away from Rochester. And where I am right now, I'm closer to Syracuse. And that's about an hour and ten minutes from, from Rochester. So I'm right. I, I've, I've lived in this kind of area my whole life. So anytime they bring up stuff like that, uh, it just it just tickles me. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> uh and I got to say, the whole uh, Adam Witt, Kaiser bit was great. I loved it. He He's so funny. He's a, he's a great comedian. And uh, every time that they've done stuff, whether it be on their own or when they're, you know, as the movie guys, fantastic stuff. And, and this one is no different. So this first round of this match was rough for Sabrina. Real bad. Uh, like, I like her. She's cool. Like I said before, even the legends have terrible games. And unfortunately for Sabrina, her terrible game came as her debut. Uh, so, you know, you, you get out there your first time out and it, it just doesn't look good. I know that she's an intelligent woman. And I have no doubt that she can succeed in this league. But, you know, maybe it just got to her being her, her debut. I don't know, you know. Uh, but yeah, not, not great. Three points is all she got. Uh, Vinny got seven. So it was seven to three at the end of round one, uh, in favor of Vinny. So, I mean, 
unfortunate. I mean, I feel like she could come back from that. It just is what it is uh, at this stage. You just got to kind of brush off this this match and move forward. You know, so we're getting around two. Vinny defers and Sabrina spins John Carpenter. And uh, not feeling that, respins and lands on Judd Apatow. They seem pretty uh, confident in this. Uh, Finstock seem, you know, it seems like that they knew that this was one that they were looking for. Uh, and she did, she did decent. It wasn't a terrible round. Um, she got five out of eight points. Did have to go to multiple choice a couple of times, and unfortunately did get, uh, did miss one, and and Vinny got a steal off of it. Luckily, it was just the one point. But, you know, being down so much already, that hurts. That hurts a lot, you know, uh, when when you're already down. You know, it, it essentially, I think they were tied at this point, you know, and he still had a whole round to go. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. So Vin, Vinny spins Hitchcock. And then uh, respins and lands on a new uh, category, at least one that I haven't seen before uh, that I can remember. And that's it was why a young adult novel adaptations. So it's a very specific kind of category. It's not just young adult movies. It's young adult novel adaptations. So you know, young adult movies that originated from a book. That's very specific stuff. I mean, we're looking at things like Hunger Games, Divergent. Uh, Maze Runner, probably Twilight, that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, I, I'm sure there's plenty of others out there that I have no idea. Um, he does about the same here as Sabrina gets five out of eight points, though he did he had to go to multiple choice three times and he didn't miss any. So uh, because of that steal that he got, he's actually up uh, by another point uh, here coming out of round two. That gap just gets pushed farther, uh, farther apart, and uh, it's thirteen to eight here at the end of round two. Not looking good. But then we get into round three. Sabrina nails both her two and her three point uh, questions, tying it up and preventing the TKO. So that right there, to me, uh, I mean, first off, getting five points around two, it's not great, but it's also not terrible. You see it a lot. I mean, even Vinny got that. But you you do see that, you know, more often than you'd think. And then, you know, hitting your two and three, that's that's great. Uh, and so it forces Vinny to have to, you know, answer a question, like I said, preventing that TKO. Uh, he gets his two, and uh, it forces it back over to Sabrina for the five. Unfortunately, she got a fairly tough one here uh, and was not able to pull it out. And so Vinny wins this, to- this uh, play-in match. 15 to 13, uh, and he will go on to face, uh, I believe, Ethan Irwin. Let me just double check here. I got the, the, the bracket. Yes, yeah, so Vinny will now go on to face Ethan Irwin in uh, round one of the tournament. Uh, this got two points for the dungeon, you know, points that the dungeon desperately needed. You know, they've been falling behind quite a bit, so. This is something that they desperately, desperately needed. All right. So now starts round one of the Ultimate Schmodown Singles Tournament. That's right. All the playing matches are done. And now we're going to get into it. First up for that is the delinquent Lon Hay. 
Hello. Uh, nickname for Sabina Graves. I don't know why. Um, I have no idea. And I'll be honest, I don't remember if they said one in the match. So if you guys uh, know, if you guys are aware of whether or not Sabina has a nickname, hop down onto Twitter uh, or you can, you know, hop into the comments here on this video or you can leave a uh, message on Anchor. Anchor.fm slash movieblogmerk. You can leave a voice message there. But uh, I'm always on Twitter, so you can definitely leave me uh, a message on Twitter at movieblogmerk. You can even use the hashtag TalkinSchmoDown. And let me know it, what is her nickname, if if she has one. But I just thought it was weird because all of these other graphics, they have their nickname. You know, it showed like, like, like we see right here. The delinquent Lon Harris. But there's nothing there for for Sabina so I I have no idea but again if you know let me let me know all right so we're gonna get into round one here I don't want to spend too much time dawdling in these since we have seven matches to cover you know it's a lot a lot of of time a lot of stuff going on here all right so we're in round one uh Sabina Sabina man this chick is funny she pulls out both Geppetto and Jane Fonda uh, for question when she has uh, questions that she doesn't know the answer to, man, I just it made me smile so much. It was so funny. It was it brought some nice levity to uh, what was going on here. It's it perfect. I loved it so much. Uh, and I also gotta say, I kind of love that Sabina's whiteboard was on a stick, so she was just like, Floop! you know, it's like when you're uh, at like an auction and you got the little paddles. And they're like, oh, okay, we got $50 here, $50 here, $60 over there, $70 over there. It was like one of those. It was really funny. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know why that kind of like, I was like, ah, oh, I love that. And I have to, I had to write it down. Uh, I don't know why it kind of stuck out to me so much, but it did. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, so she did uh, okay here. And Lon, you know, he did well, like he normally does, like it, like it is expected. Uh, seven to five in favor of Lon coming out of round one. So we get into round two. Lon defers. Um, afterwards, Winston and Lon do this bit with Lin- Winston telling him uh, uh, no shots. Don't, you know, no, no taking shots during this. And he said that he'll buy Lon a handle of liquor of his choice if he wins this match. Now, I saw on the Movie Trivia Facebook page someone talking about how they didn't like this because it was enabling an alcoholic. Uh, storyline wise uh, of course but um it, nonetheless they, they felt that it was a little offensive i guess I, I i don't completely understand but um and i got there was a lot of people who clapped back at them uh, against this take and i got to say i don't i don't buy it like i mean i i understand that maybe it did offend them maybe they were taken aback by this because he is the delinquent, you know what I mean? So, like, he's... But, here's the thing. There have been plenty... You look at the Wildberries, man. They literally played games drunk. And it's like, I don't know if this person had problems with those two. But, if he's going to have problems with this storyline, it's not even actually something happening, then... I would hope that they, hey, he had a problem with that too. Just keeping things the same. I didn't have a problem. I thought it was, I thought it was funny, personally. 
I don't know. If you guys had issues with it, let me know. I just, I didn't see it personally. I didn't see why it was something to, to kind of throw a fuss about, but I don't know. So Sabrina spins Eddie Murphy and respins uh, to directors. Uh, like I've seen Eddie Murphy pop up a few times and people, you know, spin away from it. I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure why. Um, I don't know if this is just, if he's one of those actors that a lot of people just don't seem to pay enough attention to, I, I don't know. Cause there are lots of other actors and actresses that people love landing on, you know? So I, I just, I found it strange that I, I have seen Eddie Murphy spun away from kind of often. Um, so like I said, she, she lands on directors and that's what she goes with. And man, not a good round. She gets one point. One point. It's hard to watch. Went to multiple choice three times. Uh, and gave away four points in steals. I just, I, I don't. It was, it was bad. It was real bad. There's really, I can't sugarcoat that, man. It, it was bad. Um, but I noticed something during this. I should have clipped out the video for this one. I didn't think to do it, and I really should, because I clipped out a video for something later on, and I should have clipped out the video for this. But for her second question, Christian reads it incorrectly. Okay? He says uh, 2012 instead of 2002. Um, now, I, I don't know if she would have gotten it, knowing that the movie came out in 2002 and not in 2012. But she wound up going multiple choice and knew the answer once she heard it. That flub, I mean, granted, I don't think this would have affected the match at all, but it's player stats, you know what I mean? And she, this could have cost her a point. I, I, again, I we won't know because he said it incorrectly. Now, on the screen, it was written correctly. Whether it wasn't written correctly in the document and then it was fixed when they put it on the screen, I don't know. Um, I'm not there. I don't get to see that stuff. I do not know. I have no idea. I'm just going by what I saw. He said 2012. Screen said 2002. I looked up the movie. It was 2002. So that, that, that's where that stands. Um, so I'm curious if she would have known it if he had said 2002. Because, I mean, if you're like, okay, it's 2012. You know, you're thinking in 2012's movies, 2012's movies. And a movie from a decade prior to that ain't going to pop into your head. It's just not. So I don't know. Uh, let, let me know. Did you guys catch it? Let me know what you thought about it. I mean, it, I, it just, I don't know, man. It's... I don't want to get into a big thing about rules consistency because I've done that lots of times. Uh, heck, you can go and listen to uh, uh, Jay Wade, the host of uh, SEN Afterlife, right here on, on Merkel the Movie Blog. He he clipped out a, a pretty pretty big rant about it from his la latest episode uh, and put it on the the SEN Afterlife YouTube channel, um, going off about rules consistency and stuff like that is. It's good. It's a good listen, man. He gets super passionate. Like he loves this game. He loves it. But it, it he's also a huge sports fan. And so he understands the need for consistent rules. So 
I suggest checking that out. So Lon spins action adventure and respins to nineties, and he does superbly here. Uh, he he essentially picked up the other seven points that that Sabina was unable to get here. Uh, like I said, seven out of eight points didn't miss a question. Only had to go to multiple choice one time, and uh, right there, that's the match. It's eighteen to sixteen. Lon KOs Sabina Graves, gaining three points for swag. Man, that was intense. I feel bad for Sabina. Like, that was a rough, rough match. You know, she did okay in that first round, but that was that second round that just just destroyed her. And being up against someone like Lon, seven points both rounds, plus that four points in steals, Uh, during the post where Sam, uh, he, he's like, uh, yeah, I, I, I might need a job now. Hey, Winston, is that pool boy position still open? So Sam is now uh, Winston's pool boy. It's pretty funny. I loved it. Uh, they're both hilarious dudes. I, I can't I, I can't get enough of them. I love them. <laughs> All right. So this next one I was really looking forward to, and that is Paul the Powder Keg Preston. Versus Eric Z-Man Zipper. We got the Den going head-to-head against the Dungeon here. Dungeon uh, having another match in this week. I got to say, I uh, I love Paul Preston, man. He's fantastic. And I was really rooting for him. <sighs> man, this just did not go his way. Um, so uh, before the actual match started, we got Brad Gilmore in here uh, replacing... Christian Harloff at the table. It was kind of weird. I was like, huh. But I got to say, he did a great job. And uh, he was his voice was very good when it came to uh, uh, doing the whole Schmodown announcement part. Where it's like, let's get ready to Schmodown. Great job, Brett. I, I really loved it. So we're getting to round one. And right away, Zipper and Kaiser issue a challenge on that first question. Because Paul was writing. Uh, was technically still writing technically uh, after the time uh, ran out. We've seen this. So many people do this. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen someone challenge it like this, though. Uh, I, it may have happened, but I, I, I'm drawing a blank. I can't think uh, of it. If if you guys can remember, hop down to Twitter and uh, and do that. So. Uh, we get into this, and uh, I, I just th- this whole challenge was—I I don't know—I was very torn about it. I was very, very torn about it. It was—it uh, was a good challenge. I gotta say, I thought it was a very, very good challenge. But because of my feeling for Paul Preston, it was just, man, I—I I was torn about it. So yeah, I just—I I understand where they were coming from, but. I had a, I had a hard time accepting it because of all of that. Uh, and and this again comes back to all the rules consistency stuff, you know. Uh, when when someone like 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 Mark Ellis decides he's just gonna let it go, he's just like, eh, it's fine. He was writing after the, the 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 timer, it's fine, but it's not fine, and he shouldn't be doing it. You know, he should not be doing that. But but he did. 
Uh, and Paul, you could tell he was bitter about it. So, uh, unfortunately, they, you know, they, I feel like it threw him off throughout the rest of the game. I really do. Uh, so round one ended seven to six in favor uh, of Eric Zipper, and we get into round number two. Uh, Eric defers, and Paul spins festival darlings. Uh, some bad memories uh, for this for him. It was kind of funny. They had some back and forth between him and uh, Kate. Uh, and then he respins and lands on comic book movies. Not a strength. Not a strength for uh, for Paul here. He uh, cuts it close on a repeat in round one. He's obviously rattled. Gets four out of eight points here. Multiple choice three times and gave up a one-point steal. Definitely a rough round for Paul. Then uh, Zipper spins Nicole Kidman and respins and lands on 2010s. He gets six out of eight points here. Pretty pretty good stuff, I gotta say. He, he did he did pretty well. Solid round. Uh, had to go to multiple choice twice, but didn't miss anything. Uh, so ends round two, 14 to 10. Zipper up four points going into the final round. So we get into round three. Zipper tells Kaiser that he uh, he has bad luck picking numbers. So he has Kaiser pick the numbers for him, which I thought was an interesting strategy. However, he didn't need them as Paul hits his two and misses his three and five, resulting in a TKO win for Eric Zipper, 14 to 12, giving three points to the dungeon, pushing them up farther, farther in the rankings. Uh, Paul then makes an offhanded comment that he might retire. And I really hope he doesn't. I love Paul Preston. I hope that it was just him saying something, but, uh, I, I guess we'll have to see. And, uh, are, are he and Tom not going into team into the team's tourney? I don't know. I hope so, but I guess we will have to wait and see. So we are going to now get into the next match. All right. And that one is Jader the Hurricane Paramo versus Jim the Whiskey Man, Vavida. All right. So I'll say this. When it came to Jim, he was one of those people who I've talked about before who uh, doesn't understand the game very well and has cost, cost him matches. Uh, it seems that he's gotten better at it throughout this match. Uh, there's another person who I'll say the same thing about later on. He did the same. Uh, and it also seems like he's gotten better on the mic. So bravo to Jim. I got to say, he seems like he's taking it a bit more seriously. And I like that. All right. So we're getting to round number one. Solid performance from both these guys. Nothing really controversial here. Seven to seven at the end of it. That's a It's a nice, nice round. Like I said, Nothing crazy happened. They're just answering questions. They each missed one. That's all there is, folks. So we get into round two. Jader deferred, and Jim spins and lands on opponent's choice, and they give him Meg Ryan movies. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if this was a good choice or not, but it seemed to work out. Um, he played it real safe here. Uh, went to multiple choice every question. He got all the questions, so he got four out of eight points. But he played it real safe uh, because he he was like, I know what it is, but I want to be sure. And it's like in a situation like this, you need to you need to take that chance once in a while. You know, there was a couple of times where I think he probably like he knew the answer, like he said. And if he had just taken that chance, he would have gotten a couple extra points there. 
might have swung the game a little differently. You know what I mean? Uh, so then Jader spins Eddie Murphy. We see it again right here, Eddie Murphy. And he spins away. He lands on Spinner's Choice. I mean, I guess that's good, a good, good choice, good decision here to spin away. But again, apparently Eddie Murphy, nobody wants it. It's like how Tarantino used to be. Everybody used to just completely spin away from Tarantino. It's like, why are you spinning away from Tarantino? Like almost nobody's landed on it. So it should be pretty easy stuff, pretty surface level stuff if you know Tarantino. I feel like the same would be for Eddie Murphy. Uh, so he, like I said, lands on Spinner's Choice and he takes uh, Pixar movies. And then, so he, uh, not great here. Uh, this was, I don't know if it was just tough questions for him, what it was. Um, I know that he didn't take his time with that last question. And uh, he, I'm pretty sure he would have gotten it. Because if he had taken his time, because right after he said the wrong answer, he knew the right answer. And it, he just, he, he rushed into it. Four out of eight points. Uh, he did give up a one-point steal. To Jim Vavita here. And coming out of round two, Jim's in the lead. 12 to 11. You know, so so Jader is trailing here going into round three. And then he Jader's up first and he misses his two-point question. It's like, oh man, he was already down. And then he missed his two. That's not, that's not good. Uh, but, you know, he nails his three. Takes the lead here. Uh, and then Jim did the same thing. He missed his two, but hit his three, retaking the lead. And it, so it all comes down to the fives. You know, Jader takes his time, uses all of his repeats, and pulls out that five-pointer. Hits it. And then at the end, he he says, uh, like in the, in the post, he says, like, he says he knew it, but he wanted to really make sure he knew it. Uh, you know, he wanted to take his time and make sure that he he, he had the correct answer. And so uh, I'm glad he did because it got him there. And then it comes down to Jim. Jim Vavita has to answer his five point in order to win this match. And unfortunately, he's not able to pull it out. Jader comes from behind and wins the match 19 to 15, giving two points to the burning droogs. Two points that desperately needed by the droogs, I gotta say. Um, and Jim played really well here. You know, other than playing it a little too safe, uh, you know, he he used repeats when he needed to use repeats. He wasn't, um, uh, you know, trying to answer after the buzzer or anything like that. Like, he, he it seemed like he really understood the rules here. And, and that was super, super nice to, to see. I hope that he gets better at it um, and, and that we get to see him do more stuff in the future. I really do. All right. So now we are on to the final uh, uh, tournament match for this past week. And that is Brendan the Kid Meyer versus the elusive Alonzo Duralde. We got the Quirky Mercs versus... The Burning Droogs. The Droogs with another player here. And uh, right here, Alonzo Duralde. This is the other player that I was talking about. You know, he's the kind of player who is extremely knowledgeable about movies. However, his gameplay, not great. You know, he didn't, you know, for there were so many times where it's like, 
doesn't seem to get the game. Um, and it's like it was him and Matt Atchity, who you were, you know, teammates. Uh, and, and Matt did so much. I'm not even going to get into all that stuff where he gave up, a, essentially gave up a, a win. I, I don't know if um, Alonzo was okay with that. But he let it happen, you know. He, I feel like he should have talked him down from it, but because you got to play the game. The game is the game, and you're here to win. I mean, it's not necessarily, and it wound up being like not even like it, it wasn't even accurate, you know. The the challenge, whatever. Yeah, but I, I digress. You know, that's that's a whole another that's a whole another thing. So Brendan the Kid Meyer versus the elusive Alonzo Duralde. Uh, Christian starts off hosting this one alone. Mark eventually does pop in uh, before the match actually starts, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, you know, we had one match where Christian wasn't even there, and then we had this one where he was by himself for uh, a little bit there. So I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, and then uh, Coy, I got to talk about Coy here. He is such a great manager in terms of how he works with his players. So good. Fantastic. I love Coy. Uh, I got to say, if I had to pick a team to be on, He'd be one of my top three, just because of his uh, of him as a manager. Uh, I'd probably, honestly, my top. I'll be totally honest; would probably be corruption, just because of the management style of uh, Shannon Barney and the overall camaraderie between the members of that of that faction. I think that's where I would wind up going. Um, but the Den or the Finsack Exchange would be options too. Like, I, I really do think those would probably be, be my tops right there. Correct. I'll probably never. I'll probably never play. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even anywhere near. I don't even play in the fan leagues because I think I would get trounced uh, and stuff like that. But I would try it. I'd give it a go. You know. I, sure. Why not? You know. Probably look like a fool, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> Uh, so we get into round one, and uh, we we come to an issue in for me with question number four. Uh, I have a problem with uh, Alonzo's answer for question number four. He says, "Fast Seven, when talking about the seventh film in the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, the question I think was uh, name." A sequel that James Wan directed, I believe, is what the question was. And that was one of them. However, the movie is not titled Fast 7. There's Fast 5. But this movie has technically two titles. It's Furious 7. Or it's also titled on screen as Fast and Furious 7. So if he had said Furious 7 or Fast and Furious 7, I would have no problem. But Fast 7 is not the title of this movie. And you can't just be like, oh yeah, we know what he's talking about. That comes right back to the whole fucking rules consistency bullshit. Like, And I, I feel like I talk about it, and I get go on about it every week now, because something happens every fucking week now. To where it makes me say, what are you fucking doing the rules should be the fucking rules, and they're not being followed. So, I digress. Uh, I do believe that it was a should have been counted as a wrong answer. 
and they shouldn't have, I mean, if, if fucking Fast 7 counts, then Sid Pollock should have fucking counted. You know, like, at least Roka said Sidney Pollock, and he was the first one to fucking answer, and wrote down Sid Pollock, it's Fast 7 fucking counts, and so should that. It's such bullshit. They need to get it under control. And like, I'm not trying to bag on on Christian or Mark. I love the fucking Schmodown. It's one of the things I love the most. And to see it treated like, meh, doesn't fucking matter. Whatever. It's just a fucking game. It prevents it from being a serious sport. It really does. Now think about, you know, you get people coming in. Okay, you get hardcore sports fans, uh, you know, you get fans who aren't accustomed to the Schmodown, who have no idea who Christian and Mark are, who have no idea who most of these people are. They're there. Maybe maybe you get some people uh, during the Kevin Smith, Chris Jericho match. You know, you got wrestling fans who are there for Jericho, but they're checking this this movie trivia thing out because he's on it. Or you get fans of, you know, Kevin Smith who. You know, they love Kevin Smith. They love some, they love movies. So like, oh yeah, yeah, this sounds really cool. So let's check it out. But they have no idea who the fuck Mark and Christian are. They have no idea who the schmoes are, or what the schmodown is. And they come in here and they see stuff like this. And they're like, yo, what, what the fuck is that? Why are they just letting random shit go? You know what I mean? They're not going to have that. Oh, it's okay. You know, this is, they've been running this for, for so long. You know, we'll give them, we'll give them a break. No. They're not. They're not going to cut you a break. And these are the people that you need to be getting. You need to be building your brand, not just staying stagnant with the community that you have. You want to bring in more fans and more fans. It's the only way you're going to build. Only way. And consistent rules is a big fucking part of that. And it needs to happen. End of story. It needs to happen. All right, so... We got a great round from both Brendan and Alonzo. Uh, Brendan got a perfect round with the bonus. Alonzo only missed one question. So, uh, you know, nine to seven, even though he should have missed two, but whatever. Uh, nine to seven in favor of Brendan. We get into round two. And Brendan defers. Alonzo spins movie release dates and respins to 80s movies. Uh, gets seven out of eight here. Uh, only goes multiple choice once, but answers everything. Great second round by Alonzo. Seven in the first round, seven in the second round, showing that he's got the knowledge. You know what I mean? And he's learning the game. Uh, I wish he would have learned the rule of that game, unless he really thought it was called Fast Seven instead of Furious Seven. Like, I, I guess I get the mistake, but it's still a wrong answer, nonetheless. Uh, I, I got to stop going back to that. <laughs> Uh, so Brendan then spins uh, Audrey Hepburn, and after some real good conferring with Coy, he decides to stay with it uh, and winds up getting five out of eight points total here. Rough second uh, half to that round. Now, in that third question, he which he winds up missing, um, or no, uh, which he, he winds up uh, getting. He gets the third question. It's the last question that he misses. Uh Brendan answers the question. He answered. He, he gives the answer. They're in a romantic relationship. But then Mark asks for specificity. Now, 
obviously Mark learned from that 1960s question with Ethan uh, and, and Roca that you don't just assume because he could have easily just been like, I assume you meant lesbians. So uh, yeah, then you get the, you get the, the points. That would have been the exact same thing that he would have done before. And just because you, you assume something doesn't mean, you know what I mean? Uh, so he asks for specificity and Brendan's like kind of confused about it. And he's like, well, can I, can I, can I go to multiple choice then? And they let him go to multiple choice, which is fine. I, I didn't have an issue with that. Uh, and he got it because in the answer was lesbians. Um, but then he challenged it because he, you know, he thought his original answer should have counted. Um, and it's the decision that has me a little bit torn here. I'm going to play a clip of it right now. And we are back after much deliberation. Mark, go ahead and read the NF. So after a conference with the judges, the decision that we have rendered is as follows. When I did ask Brendan the two-point question, he answered with what we deemed to be part of a correct answer. I did ask him to elaborate, and it was not satisfactory to award him the two points. However, we do think that Brendan knew the answer. He proved as much during the multiple choice round, so we will award Brendan one point for getting the multiple choice. He gets one point, not oh. two, and we will now move on to Brendan's last question uh, in the world I, of Audrey Hepburn. Can I ask one thing? Do I keep my challenge then, or do I lose it? I would Mark? say your challenge has been, I would say your challenge was not overruled, and it was not upheld, so you retain the challenge. Oh, okay. Just wanted yeah. to know. Cool. All right. All right. Well, so, I got one point for that. So That's perfect. All right. So as, as you saw there, uh, they they came back and... And it's such a weird, it's such a weird decision because like it wasn't overturned, it wasn't upheld. Like, so what the fuck was it then? You know, you say, okay, he obviously knew it, which I mean, you've given plenty of people leeway on stuff like that when it's not at, like, I feel like saying they're in a romantic relationship, knowing that it's two women. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. <sighs> I'm really torn about it, torn about it. And, and let me know what you guys think, because I, I just, I, I don't know what to think about it. I'm really torn again. Like I said, I just, I can't, <sighs> I don't know. Luckily it didn't cost him the match. So we'll say that. So we come out around two, it's 15 to 14. Alonzo was taking the lead. We get in around three. Brendan hits all three of his answers, putting all the pressure on Alonzo to do the same. He is able to get his two and three, and then it comes down to that five, big five-point question, and Alonzo unable to secure the win here, uh, and Brendan takes it home 24-20, to 20, giving the, the quirky mercs two more points in the faction standings. Alonzo seems to be, under, like I said, he seems to be understanding the game a lot more. Uh, I like seeing these super knowledgeable players stepping up, really trying to understand how the game is played like him and, and, and Davida. We'll see how uh, Atchity does. Uh, I think Whitney is in the, uh, Whitney Seibold is in the tournament. So uh, he, cause he's another one who I feel like sometimes doesn't quite get the gameplay as, as well. Uh, so I'm hoping that everybody is stepping up and learning the actual game. I guess we'll have to wait and see. 
All right. Next up is the Schmodown Throwdown. That's right. I am so excited. This tag team doubleheader starting off with, that's right, we're seeing Brendan Meyer yet again as Shazam takes on Who's the Boss. Yeah, that's right. We got the Quirky Mercs versus the Finstock Exchange here. Shazam has not had uh, much luck against Who's the Boss in the past. Really not not, not a lot of luck. Um, before everything starts, Lon pops in. He's all cleaned up. He's got a nice dress shirt on. And he's ready for his match, which he does not have. Because they were knocked out. Final exam was knocked out last week <laughs> of, of the uh, this like mini tournament, as they call it. Um, and because of this, he's so discouraged from trying that he leaves. And he goes right back to being the delinquent. And I got to say, it was a phenomenal little promo bit. I, it was great. I loved it. I'm glad that they're able to occasionally do stuff like this still. I, I really enjoy it. So Bibiani had his camera upside down, and it obviously bothered uh, Christian, which was, to me, kind of funny. Uh, he did fix it before the match started, but the whole time, because Christian's like, you got you to gotta turn your, your camera out. And Bibs is just kind of like, nah, it's, it's okay. He's like, no, no, you, you really got to. Like, yeah. Like, you could tell it was really getting to Christian. It was kind of funny how Bibbs was just poking the bear, you know what I mean? <laughs> All right, so we get into round number one. Uh, ben in his giant fucking whiteboard. It's really hard to see. Like, I don't know if it's his lighting, or if it's his marker, if it's a combination of the two. But it was really difficult to see what he was writing on that board. Maybe if you had something smaller, you could get it closer to the camera in an easier fashion. Or, you know, maybe had a thicker, darker marker. I, I don't know. You know you're going to be in matches like this. Make sure you got a good supply of dry erase markers, man. I'm just saying. that I feel like that's key. Anyways, um, Bibiani. Uh, so, okay. Ben was being kind of heel Ben here. Throughout this match, uh, you know, they <laughs> tries to pretend that ever since he joined the Horsemen, he, he turned face, but he's nah, he's always been a heel and he's just been suppressing that. And it came out big time here, big time. You could see it. And Bibiani wasn't having any of it. He snapped back, called him a jerk, called him a bully. Uh, and then eventually uh, Brendan zinged him. Uh, after he after Ben missed a question, so I man, there was a lot of heat going on here, and I was worried that it was going to get into to Bibiani's head because that's something that Ben is great at getting into people's heads, and I was real worried about that. But uh, Shazam winds up keeping the lead here uh, after round one, thirteen to ten. Not not a great showing from who's the boss in that first round. I mean, really. 10 points? That's not great, guys. It's not, out of a possible 16, 18 if you get perfect rounds. That's, ooh, not great. Not, not great at all. Uh, so we get in round two, Shazam defers. And uh, who's the boss spins and lands on opponent's choice. And they are given classics. This was a great uh, use of uh, the opponent's choice. It's probably one of the best uses of opponent's choice that i've seen in in a while uh 
because they give him classics, and man, it is definitely not a strength for who's the boss. You know, they wind up with five out of 12 points. Man, they go to multiple choice three times, wind up four points in steals that Shazam picks up because classics are a thing that they're good at, you know, especially, especially Brendan. Uh, then, uh, during the, uh, steel portion where Shazam comes in and answers those, uh, those missed questions, Ben and Gucci come in and challenge that Bibbs only says Elvis final answer instead of saying Elvis Presley, uh, and that it should not count. Now, if it had been, um, just a straight up two point steal i could see this this flying you know you, you could argue this but it was multiple choice and only one person on that list was named elvis it's not like it said elvis presley elvis costello and then a couple other people and then he said elvis final answer that wouldn't count you know it just it just wouldn't because there would have been two elvises as options because you can say uh a or b final answer you don't even have to say you don't even have to say the answer in a multiple choice. But the to me tra- challenging that saying Elvis when Elvis like if he'd said Presley like right, what difference would it have made when it's multiple choice? I get when it's just a flat out answer and there's no multiple choice. I get that. But like I get trying to make an argument for that. But that's not the case here. And I think they were I don't even think that they cared about the point there all that much. I think they were really trying to get in Bibb's head. I really do. I really think that they were just trying to rattle him. Now, you know, getting, you know, getting the points taken away, you know, from Shazam, that's a bonus for, for them. But I think it was more about him trying to get in Bibb's head. I really do. The challenge was overturned, so... Thankfully, because that would have, I would have not agreed with that if that was the case. But uh, I thought it was ridiculous, and like I said, I feel like Ben just did it to get at them. So it it was ridiculous, and and I didn't, I don't like it when they do challenges like that. You know, like I just, you knew, like come on, man, you know that with come on, multiple choice, and you're gonna pull that kind of shit. You know what you're doing. Uh, so then Shazam, it's the, finally their turn, and they spin comedies, and they stay with it. And they do pretty good here. Nine out of 12 points. No misses. They, they do damn good here. They go to multiple choice three times, but like I said, they didn't miss anything. Nine points. And right here was the fucking blowout of the week. Shazam knocked out who's the boss. 26 to 15. Oh my God. I could, I was like freaking out when this happened. Like, cause like I, I was keeping track of the score and stuff and I'm sitting there and I'm like, yo, if they get these last two questions at two points a piece, they're going to fucking knock who's boss out. And like, I don't think they mentioned it at that point. I don't think they mentioned it until the last question. And like, I'm just like, they could knock out who's the boss. This is fucking crazy. 
It's it's fucking who's the boss? Two former champions, man. And sure as shit, they did it. I was fucking floored here, man. This was just... I don't know if you call it the biggest upset or not, because, I mean, I personally was rooting for Shazam, but holy shit, it was... I, I didn't I didn't expect it. I thought it was going to go down to you know the, the five pointer in round three. I really did. Maybe even maybe even uh, a sudden death, you know. But I was not expecting that. Whew. All right, and so that ends that match, and we have one match left, and that is the main event of the Schmodown Throwdown, the tag team championship match, the Founding Fathers versus Corruption. You got Dan Merle, you got John Roca for the Finstock Exchange, and you've got Chance Ellison, you got Mike Kalinowski for Corruption. Yeah, man, this match was something special. Uh, whoo-wee. Anyways, uh, so at the beginning of this, Christian says no looking off camera, and that you have to look into the camera, you know, because they don't want you doing this because you could be looking at another screen or a person or whatever. They want you looking in the camera. And it made me question why did Chance get to keep his sunglasses on then? You could have your sunglasses on and be looking all over the place, but you're not going to see anything. It's like John Cena. You can't see me. You just wouldn't see anything. And so what's to stop anybody who wears sunglasses in this league, and there are plenty of them, what's to stop any of them from doing that exact thing? And for him to make this announcement at the beginning that no looking off camera, and I'm sorry, but what are you like? I'm sitting there like, oh, what is it? Am I getting points deducted because I'm trying to think? You know what I mean? Like that that's BS. What if I, I so I have to be locked in? Like uh, I gotta grab, I gotta fiddle around and uh, oh, oh, grab my water, and I can't break eye contact. Because I got to be looking at the camera at all times. It's like, come on, man. Like, I get that there are some questions about cheating. I've seen on on uh, the movie trivia Schmodown Facebook page, some people are like, yeah, I, they didn't name any names. But they're like, I think there's a couple of people who have definitely used their phone for answers. <laughs> I mean, if it's true, that's pretty shitty of them. And you would think that they would have enough respect for this game to not do that. I don't know. But uh, anyways, so we get into round number one. Mike having a, having a rough first round here. Chance gets a perfect round, however, uh, and gets uh, the bonus, which ties everything up. So thank, thanks to Chance, you know, they don't fall behind here, even though Mike had a little bit of a rough round. Unfortunately, that happens. I mean, if you look at it, 13 to 13 is the score here. Chance got a perfect round plus the bonus. That's nine points. That means Mike only got four points in round one. That's rough. You know, that's that's not it's not great. And he knew it. You know what I mean? He 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 knew that he he didn't have a great first round and that chance is the one that got him where they needed to be. So we get into round number two, uh founding fathers defer. And corruption spins Angela Bassett, and then respins and lands on '80s movies. We will see Angela Bassett come up again 
and so they do great here. 10 out of uh, 12 points. They answer all their questions, go to multiple choice twice, killer round here. They work really well together. They really do. Uh, and then Founding Fathers spin video game movies, which I was like, oh, cool. You know, we don't, we don't get to see that often. And they didn't want it, which, I mean, I get it. You know, they're like, you know, there's too many, you know, movies. There's too many like Resident Evil movies and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, man, I would have loved to have heard that because we don't get it often. Um, but they respin, they land, I get, like I said, it was going to come back up, Angela Bassett movies. And they kill it, man. Damn, hot, damn, a great round from both teams. They get 11 out of 12 here. Go to multiple choice one time. They answer everything. They both sweep their boards here. And Founding Fathers take the lead 24 to 23 going into the betting round. Betting round comes up. Now, this betting round was kind of... There was some stuff here. It seemed messy. It seemed unorganized. Now, it's their first time doing a team's betting round. Okay, this is the first team's title match that's been done digitally. Christian should not have had John uh, putting his wager in until KO had... Until uh, Corruption had chosen uh, what they were going to do you know so what they should have then done is once corruption had picked their amount then they should have brought them in or at least brought john in and then at like they do in all the other matches that they've done this for they have them enter it into the chat at the private chat at the same time he says three two one you hit enter because they go in and he's like, okay, do not look at the private chat. Do not look at the private chat. Do not look at the private chat as each person came in. And, like, Mike was – he's like, what the – he got confused. I think he almost went to it. And they, like – the whole point is so that you the opponents don't know what you wagered. And I think it was just – like I said, it was just messy. They hadn't – I don't think they did enough practice uh, for this, talking it through, figuring – actually figuring out the logistics of this part of it. It, like I said, it was real messy. Um, yeah. And all the downtime, there's so much downtime because of it. it. All this stuff, in and out, in and out. And this is the kind of stuff that would normally just be edited out in a non-live match. Because it's live, you know, we have to sit there and see all of it. And I'm sure, um, because this match will be up, I believe, on Friday on YouTube, uh, I'm sure all that dead air and stuff will be edited out. I really, I'm sure of it. Um, they'll just, it'll be smooth, it'll probably look smoother on the YouTube one. But, uh, Founding Fathers wind up wagering three points while Corruption wagers two. And they both get correct answers, pushing the Founding Fathers ahead by another point, 27 to 25, going into the speed round. Now, with this speed round, it's a little different than what we've seen previously. Previously, it was you get one player, 10 questions. It's the same concept, but because there's two players, they split it in half. Each player gets five questions. So there are two sets of questions, an A set and a B set. The first player to answer gets the A set. second player gets the B set, and then the same on the other team. So uh, uh, Mike went first on Corruption, and Dan went first on the Founding Fathers. So they got the same questions, and then Chance and John got the same questions. Mike answered all five. And got them all correct. Chance answered four 
uh, of the five uh, after passing twice, and he got all four of those that he answered correct. So corruption winds up with nine out of ten points. Solid right there. Founding Fathers, on the other hand, Dan answered four after passing twice and missed one of them. And John did the same thing. He answered four, passing twice, and missed one. Now, what that means is, so they answered four questions. They missed one. So they got three questions correct. The missed one is a negative point. So it takes away one of those correct points. So each Dan and John each got two points for their rounds. So a total of four out of ten points for the Founding Fathers. And that lead, that little lead that they have, right down the drain uh, as corruption takes a three-point lead, 34 to 31 here. And, oh, man, this was this was something. Um, so we get into round five, final round. Founding Fathers down by three points. Roca and Dan, they both hit the, the two and three, uh, respectively. Swings it over to Corruption. Mike and Chance pull out their two and three as well. And it all comes down to the fives. Uh, Founding Fathers, they hit their five in a nail biter. Man, it comes right down to the wire. And right here, if KO hits their five, then they win and they become the champions. You know, it's something that they've been hoping for. And, I mean, they've had the championships before, but they really wanted to take this one home. And they hit it. Man, thanks to Chance, who had a perfect game. That's right. He he passed on one question in the speed round, but he did not miss that question. So it doesn't count. They even talk about that. So he hits a perfect game here. And Mike only missed one question. That's it. One question the whole time. Uh, or wait, no, he, he missed, uh, no, never mind. I say, I said he missed one, but no, he missed some others, uh, uh, at the beginning, I believe. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that got a little, got a little fishy there. I don't know why I wrote down. He only missed one. Yeah, I don't know, but I think he missed four. I think I said in, uh, in the, in that first round. Yeah. Cause they had to have been four. Um, but still he did overall, he did really well. Um, so they win the match 44 to 41. I don't know if that's a, if that's some sort of record, but, uh, I'm sure somebody out there knows, uh, three points to corruption because it was a title match. And I gotta say, this might just be best match of the year. I really do. Uh, it's, it was great, man. This was such a good fucking match. And I will be, uh, rewatching this probably because damn, I'll be showing this to people. If somebody asks, like, what is this showdown thing that you like? I'm like, yo, check out this fucking match, man. It was good shit. Man, yeah. Finstock Exchange suffered two big losses here. You know, with both uh, Who's the Boss and Founding Fathers losing their matches. That's like, big. You know, these would have these would have threw them right back up in the first place. And unfortunately for them, that's not the case here. So, you know, people... people you know, kept saying how it was unfair that, you know, he got to keep all four of those players right off the bat. But, you know, just because he got to keep them doesn't mean that they're going to get you all the points that you want. 
because look what happened here. You know, it's not a guarantee, not a guarantee. This has uh, lit a massive fire under John and Dan. Like they're ready. And they even said, this is not done. They are dev. They're coming for those titles. They're coming for corruption. Um, this feud is not over, and I hope that they do wind up in the uh, singles or in the teams tournament. I really do. Uh, from what I understand, who's the boss is not in the tournament, so I'm really hoping that that uh, founding fathers are in the tournament. I really do. All right, so that that's all the matches. Seven seven big matches. I think we made pretty good time talking about all those uh, crazy matches. And so now I'm going to uh, look at the singles bracket here. That's right. We've got uh, Lon Harris and Brendan Meyer on the left side moving on to round two. Eric Zipper and Jader Paramo moving on to uh, to uh, to round number two. We got some good matches coming up. Uh, I'm pretty excited to see what happens here. Uh, I, I love that they're doing this giant bracket. It's fantastic, and I can't I can't wait to see what happens next. So our faction standings are as such. At the bottom, we got the usual suspects in ninth place with nine points. The rock stars in eighth place with twelve points. The burning droogs in seventh also with twelve points, but they do have uh, one more win over uh, the rock stars. That's why they are above them. Then we got the Dungeon, the Quirky Mercs, and the Den, 6, 5, and 4, all with 17 points. However, if you look at the, the wins, the Dungeon has 5, Quirky Mercs have 6, the Den has 7, and that is why they are placed where they are placed. So then coming in at number 3 is the Finstock Exchange, a big gap between 3 and 4, 15 big points between 3rd place and 4th place. So I have a hard time believing that uh, anybody other than uh, those first those top three teams are going to wind up winning this uh, entire thing. We'll, we'll see as the tournaments go on, but uh, that's that's a big, big gap. Uh, then we've got in number two, we've got Swag. We have both Swag and Corruption with uh, 35 points. However, Corruption has one more win than Swag. They've got 12, where Swag has 11, so... That is why Corruption stands tall yet again as number one in the faction standings. Uh, congratulations to Mike and Chance and Shannon and the entire Corruption crew over there. Uh, baller. And there's a reason why I bought this shirt. Corruption crew, baby. Corruption crew. All right. So let's take a look at next week's schedule. Well, it's technically this week's schedule uh, that we are in currently. All right, so yesterday we had uh, Mark Andreco versus Matt Atchity. I'm excited to watch that one uh, just to see how uh, Atchity did. Uh, then earlier today we had Tim Franco versus Tom. Tomorrow we will get Mike Kalinowski versus Perry Nemiroff. Then on Thursday it will be Chance Ellison versus David Del Rio. And then on Friday we've got the big Schmodown throwdown Undercard of Guy vs. Bateman Part 2, and then the main event of Chris Jericho versus Kevin Smith. I am so pumped for this, man, right here. Chris Jericho versus Kevin Smith. Now, that Guy Bateman match, 
This is actually a number one contenders match. The winner will go on to face Dan Merle for the title. But this Chris Jericho-Kevin Smith match, man, I'm excited. And uh, I think I'm going to announce this here. I have decided that I am going to do my very first watch-along reaction to this event. Um, I won't be able to do it live, live, because I'm not able to actually watch them live most of the time uh, because my kid is still awake usually and uh, I can't really do recording and stuff during that time. But uh, I will be doing a reaction video to this event. I am pumped and uh, especially because it is uh, a YouTube one. It's not going to be, it's not Patreon exclusive. So uh, like, cause, like I, I'm not a big fan of people who do react to the Patreon exclusive ones. And then post them like right away, because then you're you're essentially taking money away from the Schmodown because people don't have to uh, pay to see it. Like they can just watch your thing, and it just doesn't seem fair, right? I don't I don't know. I I I'm not a fan of it, so I would never do that. Um, I would consider doing a lot like a reaction, but then I would wait until the the following Friday when it it drops um, or maybe that Saturday so that there's that 24 hours. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, six matches this week. Not, not as big as, as this week, this past week, but uh, uh, six, six matches. We got four for the tournament. Like they kept saying, you know, they're going to do four a week. But then we also got the big throwdown. So uh, yeah. Uh, let me know uh, which matches you guys are excited for, uh, other than you know the the big throwdown. Which of the tournament matches are you guys most excited for? Because I'm sure a lot of you will be like, "Oh, Chris Jericho, Kevin Smith, or even maybe Guy and Bateman." But uh, outside of those, what are you most excited for? You can uh, hop on right there on Twitter and tell me. So that wraps everything up uh, for me here on. Episode number 54 of Talking Schmodown. Thank you so much for joining me today. You can hop onto Twitter right down there at MovieBlogMerk. Give me a follow there. Uh, also, I do have an Instagram. I don't do a lot on it, but it's, if you are interested, you can follow me there. Also at MovieBlogMerk. Uh, and then Facebook and YouTube at Merck with a movie blog. Um, yeah, just if you want to reach out, I'm here. Always willing to uh, to chat with people about whatever. So uh yeah as uh, as I say every single episode we have been talking schmodown catch you next time